If you're looking for a little guidance, clarity, or just some no-nonsense practical advice, you've come to the right place. It's Rebecca Fisk, your psychic next door. She's honest, compassionate, and candid, but it's her intuition that's her superpower. Named one of America's top 50 psychics, she's here for you. Call 323-657-1493. And now, your host, Rebecca Fisk. Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome. Welcome, welcome, the premiere show this evening. Uh, It's the first time in quite a while that I've done a new show, so I'm really super excited. And um, my friend Garrett is here with me, so um, you may actually uh, talk to Garrett before you come on the air with me if you are in the call queue and wanting to ask a question. So if you hear somebody saying, hi, what's your name, what's your question, Uh, it's probably Garrett. So Garrett, thank you so much for being here with me tonight. How are you? I'm super excited. We've got a ton of people that have called in ahead of time. If I've pre-screened you already, we'll get you on the show. And as Rebecca starts the show, um, I've got a bunch more of you I'm going to say hi to and get your topic. So be ready because I'll unmute you privately and get that information so we can get you going. Thanks, Rebecca. Yeah, thanks so much for being here. Okay, so just a few little kind of rules before we get started. Uh, For those of you who have never called into one of my shows, Um, you know, I ask that you keep your question specifically to one question because I want to try to get to as many of the callers uh, as possible. And uh, it's kind of that way we try to keep it fair for everybody. Um, And so, again, Garrett's going to ask you your name. He'll either ask you a topic or your question. I will ask for your question specifically. And, um, And the less information from me, the better. Um, the reason that I do that is because if you start giving me information, then my brain wants to try to make sense of it, and I try to go back to something that's familiar or a memory of my own, and I don't want to do that. This is about me using my intuition. Um, And so the less information that you give me, the better. So if you start to kind of explain things, I will probably interrupt you, so I'm going to apologize for that in advance. Um, It's because I can do a better job for you with less information. So um, I just want to tell you a little bit about how I work. Um, Again, for those of you who are new, thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Um, I've been doing this for a little over 30 years. Uh, People always ask me, did you always know you were psychic? And I say, well, you know, I was a kid at school that everybody said, oh, you're too emotional. You take everything too seriously. And, you know, when I say that to an audience, everybody nods. And it's because they either know who that kid was or they themselves were that kid. So I was that kid. But when I was 21, I became a police dispatcher, and I always knew when people were lying to me on the phone. And at the time, I thought, well, it's just because I work in law enforcement. You know, you develop your sixth sense of your intuition when you work in law enforcement. And I just thought every dispatcher was like that. So it was several years later when I started a spiritual journey. Who am I? Why am I here? What is my purpose? Who is God? Um, When I started really kind of investigating answers to those questions, I realized that the more I got out of my own way, the more information was coming through to me. And so my intuition basically was getting honed as I dealt with my own issues and learned to get out of my own way. So I use everything through prayer and intuition to do the readings that I do. Um, And anybody can develop their intuition. We are all intuitive. We all have that internal GPS 
system. I call that our God positioning system because God is always trying to help us. And it's that little nagging feeling that we usually get in our gut. It's like "Mm, something doesn't feel quite right. So whenever you get that nagging feeling, just stop and ask yourself, what are you trying to tell me? What do I need to know? And if you don't get an answer, wait, because you will get the clarity that this information is trying to give you. Okay, so I always tell people, trust your gut. Always, always, always trust your gut. Okay, so what I like to do is talk a little bit about things that are going on. Um, I'm going to do this show a little bit differently. This is going to be a weekly show, by the way. So we're going to be meeting on Sunday evenings at 8 o'clock p.m. Pacific time every week. And um, so one of the things that I want to suggest is I kind of want to get the quote-unquote business stuff out of the way, and then I want to get to your calls. Okay, so one of the things that we're going to talk about before I start taking calls is I want to give some suggestions. I I love giving homework. (laughs) So my regular clients know that I'm a big advocate for homework because I can show up and give you guidance, but typically there's information that you can take away from this that will help you with whatever your challenge is. The homework is an inside job. I can give you the tools, but the work itself is an inside job. And I'm here to support you in the process of your growth, but I can't do it for you. I can pray for you. I can, I can give you the guidance, but it's an inside job. So one of the things that I want to do each week is I want to suggest a goal that we work on. So basically, Sunday evenings are wonderful because we're kind of letting go at the end of the weekend and we're kind of gearing up and setting intentions for what we want for the week to come. <clears throat> Excuse me, one second. Okay, so a lot of people wait until Monday morning. And the problem with that is if you don't already kind of have an idea about what you want to create for the week, then getting up on Monday morning, it's, it's kind of hard to squeeze one more thing in for a lot of people. And I know we're in an unusual time right now with COVID and everything, but starting it before you go to bed at night is actually great because if you set the goal and you do a little visualization before you go to sleep, you're actually giving your subconscious an opportunity to work on helping create what you want to create for the week and maybe even some longer-term goals, okay? And so these goals can be really simple. They can be a little bit more um, challenging if you want. It depends on what you want to create for yourself. So I tend to start really simple and build on, you know, what I want to create. And so for me, my health has been a really big journey for me the last, like, year and a half or so. And so one of the things is it's health and fitness and my weight. And I don't focus so much on the weight itself, but I focus on the health and the wellness and how do I feel. And just to be totally candid, (laughs) I took the month of December off, basically. So there were a couple of things that happened. First of all, it was like, ah, it's the holidays, you know, I'm going to be making foods I don't normally eat and I can celebrate and I want to have some kind of feeling that we're on vacation because normally we're on vacation at this time of the year. And I, just like everyone else, have been craving something that feels normal and familiar. And so what I did was I made a conscious decision to be on vacation and let myself do something familiar and what's been normal in terms of traditions and stuff for me. 
um, you know, leading up to this year. And so somewhere in there, I actually injured my knee. And so between the injury and then not following what I normally do for my healthy protocol and, oh, I'll just have a little of this and oh, I'm going to have some of that and I don't normally eat this, but I'll have some of that. You know, I've gained a few pounds and it's like, well, okay, it's the beginning of the year. I don't actually do resolutions, but I do goals. And so what, I, what I've learned this year, my takeaway from all of this is I need to create new traditions for the holidays next year. Because taking the month off doesn't really work. It doesn't support me feeling genuinely happy and present in my body and grounded. I'm a, I'm a little more sluggish. I don't have quite as much energy. So I am back on a protocol that's healthy for me, and I created a goal for myself as of today. And if you want to hear what my goal is for today, which I'm meeting my goal today, my goal for today was to make sure that I drank enough water. Okay, and I, I can feel some of you nodding. <laughs> I love coffee. So my my go-to is, ah, let me just have a little extra coffee. Well, if I have coffee, then I have to drink more water to make up for the dehydrating effects of coffee, right? So I haven't been getting quite enough water in. So my goal right now and my goal for this week is to make sure that I'm hydrated every single day. That's my goal. So this is not meant to be an insurmountable challenge. It's meant to be one small change that you can make for yourself that is not difficult, that you can implement with ease, and that if you don't quite meet the goal, it's not, it's not a challenge for you to start again, okay? And I am one of those people, if I get to the end of the day and I am a 23-ounce bottle short of my water for the day, I will chug that down before I go to sleep. <laughs> and if I have to get up during the night and go to the bathroom, so be it. But, but I am that person. I will, I will get my goal completed before I go to bed. Okay. So whatever it is for you, but think of one little thing. It can be anything. It could be, oh, you know, if you do leave the house to go to work, it could be, I'm going to lay my clothes out for the next day at night before I go to bed so I don't have to try to figure out what I want to wear in the morning because maybe that's not the best time for you to make a decision. But it's something, it doesn't have to be a big thing. Or maybe, you know, I really want to get some exercise. I'm going to walk to the end of the street and back three times this week, or maybe it's five times this week. It's five minutes. But one small little change that you can be successful at that will help you feel good about you. Okay, so this is one of the things we're going to be doing each week is one, you know, choose one little goal for the week for yourself. That's just for you. It's not for anybody else. It's just for you. Okay, it's not meant to be stressful. It's meant to be a self-care loving thing. Hopefully it's joyful. If it's not joyful, you know, let's find something that's also joyful. Okay, we really need it right now. Okay. So that's the first thing. Um, <laughs> okay, and also, you know, you guys are making me accountable here, okay, because I'm setting this up, and because I'm the one setting it up, it's a really perfect opportunity for me to go, well, you know, you're kind of in the leadership role here. The leader needs to be the one that everybody can kind of look to to see how you're going to lead moving forward. So thank you for that. 
I expect you to keep me accountable. And actually, I know Garrett will keep me accountable because <laughs> we kind of do that for each other anyway. So thank you in advance, Garrett. I appreciate it. Uh, back at okay. you. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. All right. So um, just a couple of other little things, and then I'm going to get to the phone calls. Um, one other little thing that I want to suggest to you, no matter what you're doing, if you're working from home, if you are helping your kids doing virtual learning right now, whatever it is that you're doing, one of the things that I want to very strongly suggest you start implementing in your day whenever you think of it is to take three deep breaths. What happens is we go into fear or we go into stress and we start shallow breathing. And you, as you can imagine, there's a lot of fear and a lot of stress right now. The whole world is upside down at the moment. I mean, not, well, technically it actually is anyway all the time. <laughs> but it's, it, we're living in a very, very stressful time. It, probably it's safe to say this is one of the most stressful times you will have in your life. And you are in the middle of it. We are all in this together, every single one of us on the planet is experiencing the same thing at the same time, okay? And so we all feel that fear because we're all connected to each other in that conscious field. We feel the sadness of people who've passed. We feel the fear of either getting sick or we know somebody who's sick and we are afraid about whether or not they're going to recover. We are all feeling that. And one of the most efficient ways to get ourselves a little bit more calm at least is to take some deep breaths. And so these breaths should be focused on breathing all the way into the center of your body. And then when you exhale, you release any tension that you're holding. You can try you can visualize that you're sending it out the bottom of your feet because Mother Earth will take the energy and, and transmute it into something good. Okay. But whenever you think of it, if you can try to do it at least once an hour to just take three deep breaths, okay? And so I'm actually going to do that with you now. Um, so what I'd like to suggest is to get comfortable. If it's comfortable for you to sit up straight um, with your feet flat on the floor, great. If that's not comfortable for you or if you're in another position that's more relaxed for you, that's fine. Um, but we're going to take three deep, calming breaths. And so as you breathe in, just imagine all of this wonderful life-giving energy coming into the center of your body. And you're going to breathe in through your nose and you're going to breathe out through your mouth. So here's our first breath. Breathe in. And hold it for just a moment. And then exhale. Pushing any tension out the bottom of your feet. And breathe in and hold it for just a moment. And exhale. And one more deep breath. Breathe in. And exhale. Okay, and if you feel so inclined, shake out your feet and your legs and your hands and your arms and bring yourself back to present. You can do those breaths anytime and they will always help your body relax, always, okay? Uh, let's see here. Okay, 
A couple of other things business-wise, uh, if you would like to schedule a session with me, my website is IamRebecca.com or RebeccaFisk.com, taken the same place. Uh, you can fill out your information there. You can also send me an email, Rebecca at IamRebecca.com. Um, and uh, let's see, I do groups. And obviously at this point, they're Zoom calls. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, if you're interested in, in learning more or, or getting more information or, or doing some coaching or something with me, just let me know, okay? Uh, okay, so Garrett, I think with that, unless you can think of something I'm forgetting, uh, I'm ready for my first caller. Okay, the inaugural call, you know, since we're coming up on stuff <laughs> next week, our inaugural call for the Rebecca Fisk, your psychic next door, goes to Elizabeth. Elizabeth, welcome to the show. And Elizabeth is looking to connect with her past partner. Go ahead, please. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. I really enjoyed what you just said. I have my bottle of Fiji water here. So, yes, uh, my partner, John, had passed in February. And Okay. Okay, so very first thing is I see a big smile on his face. This is somebody who lit up a room when he walked in. Um, yep. Very kind of jovial personality. Everybody loved him. And very sensitive, wore his heart on his sleeve. And he was like the go-to guy. If somebody really needed something, people would go to him. They trusted him. Very trustworthy, very warm, very affectionate. Would give the shirt off his back to anyone who needed anything. He would always rather give of himself than keep something for himself if he felt like it would help someone else. So, but you were his shining light. You were like his North Star. And so um, it's, you were kind of what kept him grounded. Um, you always, you, sometimes you would be like, um, John, we, we need that money to go grocery shopping. You can't give it to that person right now. Um, so you were the one who kept him grounded and kept him kind of, I don't want to say in the real world, but um, because he was so giving, there was an energy about him of almost overgiving. And sometimes you had to kind of remind him that, uh, you know, we have to work within the confines of how society works here on the planet. Um, is there something specific you want to ask him? Because he, I have to tell you, he loves you so much, and he still loves you. And he wants you to know that it's, it's eternal, and he is happy. He is happy because he got to have the life he got to have with you. So it's, wow. it's, um, it's like everything in his life was worth it because you were in his life. And I know he told you this. You're like, you nice. made his life worth living. And it wasn't that he didn't enjoy just being on the planet, but it was like, you know, you were the things dreams were made of for him. Mm. So Yes, he was giving uh, to everybody else but me. <laughs> I'm sorry, he was what? He was very giving to other people yes. but me. <laughs> but you were the like one to ask about him my going. finances. How's my finances look this year, John? Hang in. Uh, you know what I heard was hang in. There, good things are coming, but you have to be patient. Don't lose your patience. Okay. okay? You, but he, but he loves you. He's still with you all the time, and you know that. Like he does little funny things that you think is that you, and it is. So just so yep. you know, he's around you. He plays little jokes, and he knows that you know that it's him. So Elizabeth, oh, thank, thank you, you so much for the call today, and happy okay, New Year, thank and thank you. you for being my my first caller tonight. Take good care. <laughs> okay. I enjoyed it. Thank you. You're so welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Elizabeth. Our next call is from Tim, and Tim is calling about finances and a job. Go ahead, Tim. 
Hey, thanks for taking my call. Um, just curious what Spirit has to say. I'm uh, working on bringing in some abundance. I'm setting intentions in my little meditation every day, asking the Spirit for some assistance, uh, pivoting okay. to something else. Yep. Okay, so, so, Tim, first of all, really gentle soul, okay? And the thing is that there's a part of you that's really nervous about even asking, like, you are humble. And it's like, is it too much to even be asking because you know people are passing away from this disease or this virus and, and all these other things? But, but, but your humility, is, it's beautiful, but you have to let that go, okay? It's okay for you to ask for what you want, and it's okay to trust that you will get it. So the big issue for you is that you, you, you ask, but you're holding on really tight. So you have to surrender. You have to allow it to happen. So what I want to suggest is that when you're doing your meditation and you're setting your intentions, you know, spend a little time actually feeling and experiencing it as if it's already happened. So that whatever your perfect job is, whatever your perfect position is, visualize that in its entirety. What does it feel like? What does it look like? What does it smell like? What do you see? So if you close your eyes and you imagine your perfect job, making the money you want to make, the perfect environment, whatever it is, and how your life has been impacted by you now working in this perfect job and how you feel inside, how empowered and happy and content that you feel, connect with all of those things. Because those are the things that will help bring it to you. Now, I'm not saying sit on the couch and do that and don't look for a job. <laughs> because, you know, we all want love to knock on our doors or that perfect job to just come knock on our door and we say, oh, well, here you are. Thank you so much. You know, God helps those who help themselves, right? Pray to God but row towards shore. So, you know, sit down and actually think about what is your perfect job? What does it look like? Where are you? What are you doing? What kind of money are you making? And allow yourself to do that visualization. And then when you have a clear picture of what that is, start stream of consciousness writing anything and everything about what that looks like. Your ego may come in and say, oh, hey, you forgot to buy groceries or you didn't do this or whatever. Write that down and keep going. Because what happens is our ego goes, oh, I'm not going to let you go there. This isn't, this isn't practical and whatever. Keep going anyway, because our dreams live in our subconscious. When we were little kids, somebody would say, what do you want to be when you grow up? And we'd say, oh, I want to be an astronaut or I want to be a ballerina. Because the part of us that dreams lives in that child within us. And then we become an adult and we go, ah, oh, you can't do that. you got to go, you know, you need to keep a roof over your head and you got to go get a job. So we disconnect from the part of us that's the dreamer. And so the reason I'm saying do the stream of consciousness writing is get back in touch with your dreamer. And then, you know, as you've done the, the, um, the stream of consciousness writing, you know, do that for like 20 minutes. And then when you're done, go back and look at the things that resonate with what your vision is and get rid of the stuff that doesn't. And then on a new piece of paper, write down what that looks like. You know, write down everything and then read through that list. And it should feel like, wow, I can't wait for this to happen. If it doesn't feel that way, ask yourself, what do you need to add to it? And then put the list away for two or three weeks and then get it back out again and read through it. And it should feel empowering and amazing. And then start doing that visualization for about five minutes a day where you imagine that you already have that. And then do the action items you need to do. If you need to revamp a resume or if you need to go and do job searches, do those things. But what you're doing basically when you write this down is you're telling the universe, this is what I want, and you're etching it in concrete. 
Some people will say, well, I have a list in my head. That's great, but it's not tangible. There's a power in writing it down, handwriting it down. So anyway, so, okay, so timing, I'm hearing March. Um, and again, it's really about you letting go of the part of you that doesn't feel good enough, the part of you that feels like, you know, that, that humble part of you that doesn't want to ask for too much. You're not asking for too much. There's enough abundance in the universe for all of us. It is a limitless universe. Okay? So it is coming for you. Gotcha. Okay. Thank you so very much. All right. Thanks for the call tonight. Take good care. Thank you for your call, Tim. Our next caller is Janet, and she's calling about love. Janet, you're on the line with Rebecca. Go ahead, please. Hi, Rebecca. Thank you for taking my call. I just wanted to find out if there's anything in the near future with love in my plans. <laughs> okay. All right. Hang on just a second. You know, it's funny because you kind of go back and forth like, I really want somebody, but, you know, it's kind of a hassle. <laughs> yeah, it so, is. You're right. <laughs> that's really what you want and it's okay here's the beautiful thing you get to architect the kind of relationship you want it doesn't have to be the oh I'm going to have to live with this person and get married and do all of that you don't have to do that you get to give yourself permission to have the kind of relationship that you want because the kind of relationship you want is compatible with the person out there who's looking for you and exactly what you want because that's exactly what that person wants So what I want to suggest to you is, you know, write a list as well. What does your perfect relationship look like? Is it, you know, is it somebody that you want to see once or twice a week? Or is it somebody you want to see once a week? Or is it somebody that you actually want to live with? What does that look like? So that's the first thing. You know, people say, oh, I want a relationship. That's great. What does that look like? What is your perfect relationship? Start creating and a, a foundation about what that looks like so you can a, you actually know who and what you're looking for. Okay? Because okay. what happens, you know, there's, it, it's, it's really funny. There was a, um, this was years ago now. This was almost 20 years ago. Uh, it was right after New Year's, and I ran into this woman I hadn't seen in a really long time, and she said, oh, did you do New Year's resolutions? And I said, well, yeah, I did, but it was this and this and this. This was back when I used to do resolutions. And... Um, I said, well, did you have a news resolution? And she said, yeah, my news resolution is I'm going to start dating. I haven't had a date in seven years. And I went, wow. She said, yeah, and you know what? People started coming out of the woodwork. I started meeting men every time I turned the corner. Gas station, grocery store, every time I turned the corner, I met somebody. And she said, but one guy was married, and another guy drank too much, and another guy smoked, and another guy didn't have a job. And I said, well, because your intention was really clear to the universe, I want to date. So the universe said, okay, here you go. Here are some men. We'll just send everybody. (laughs) And so when you get specific and you say, I want somebody who doesn't drink too much, or really you want somebody who's sober. Let's let's put everything in the positive. You want somebody who's a non-smoker. You want somebody who's gainfully employed and loves their job and loves their life. You want somebody who's compatible with you financially, sexually, emotionally, is available to you. Um, and, and has some common interests, right? And then you also want somebody who's, who's looking for a partnership that fits with the kind of partnership you're looking for. 
So you want to write everything down and be very clear and specific about what that looks like. Because what will happen is the universe will go, oh, okay, no smoking. All right, these guys are out. Oh, no drinking. These guys are out. Oh, she wants somebody who is emotionally available. Okay, well, these guys are out. And, oh, okay, we're narrowing this down. Now we've got a handful of guys we can kind of send her away. I think this guy might be the right guy. But, you know, we'll send her a few to kind of figure it out. But you've narrowed down instead of how many billions of men. <laughs> you've narrowed okay. it down to real potential partners. Okay? okay. So get really All clear right. on that. So, so, so let me just say, I hear potentially actually a J name like Jeff or Jim. Um, and, and it could also be the last name, but I'm hearing Jay is also in their name. Um, and I'm hearing for you probably April or May. And, you know, but it's going to be your decision. And I feel like by June, whoever this person is who shows up in April or May, you're going to decide whether or not you want to continue in a relationship with this person by about June. So what I'm hearing is that your discernment about whether or not this is what you want is going to be coming into play because you're starting to understand that you get to choose. You are empowered in this. You get to choose what you want. Okay. okay? All right. So, okay. yeah, get clear. Get clear on what you want and, and then be open and get ready. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you very much. Okay. You have Thank a wonderful you for... new year. Thank you. Thank you, Bye-bye. Janet. You too. All the best. Thanks for calling in. Thank you, Janet. And our next caller is Jeanette and Jeanette is calling about love. Jeanette, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you so much. Hi, Rebecca. Hi, Jeanette. Okay, so is this about somebody specific, or are you chuckling because of what I just told Janet? <laughs> uh, I, I would say that, because <laughs> I am not <laughs> okay. currently seeing anyone. Uh, but, you know, I definitely know what I want, and I'm looking forward to connecting with him. Okay, so I'm hearing an M name like Mike. I actually feel like this might be somebody that you have either dated before or somebody that you've known. Um, so it feels like it could be somebody that you've known who may come back into your life. Like it's one of those things where, you know, the first time around you guys, it didn't quite work or there, maybe there's been an attraction, but he's been married to someone else. There's that kind of an energy around this for this person to kind of come back around. And I get that there's something that needs to happen in completion with this relationship. So you may not know who this is yet, but, but when this person comes back around, it'll be like, oh, okay, that's right. I don't know if this is something that will continue as a new relationship or it's just that you're completing something from the past. But it will give you clarity no matter what for how you're moving forward. So whether you stay in or get into a relationship with this person, it will give you some clarity about what you truly want for yourself. Um, my impression is that in the past you have given um, in such a way that uh, you thought everything was reciprocal, but then you found that you were giving in such a way that you were, I don't want to say taken advantage of because that's too strong a word. Um, but certainly you realize at some point along the way that in relationships you have been depleted, mm-hmm. that, that the partnerships have not been where you've been, been able to receive as much as you have invested. And mm-hmm. so it's like you've kind of been doing work on yourself to discover how do you come into a place where you are allowing somebody to be more of an equal partner. Mm-hmm. So this, this Mike person or this M person who comes back, it's a reminder of what do you want and how do you want to move forward, and you get to make the decision 
about what that looks like. Okay. So this is really a beautiful time for you for empowerment. Okay. Okay. So, so, you know, my impression for you about the timing of relationship is I feel like, you know, you may be seeing people or you may decide you've kind of narrowed it down to somebody, but as far as actually being in what I would say is a, a committed partnership, I'm hearing probably August or September. Um, and mm-hmm. then, you know, it could be actually marriage fairly soon after because once mm-hmm. the commitment is made, you, you'll know. You'll just know that everything just fits at work. But it most okay. likely will so, not be the M person. Um, you know, I, again, no, I'm not, I'm not getting anything one way or the other. It's, so okay. here's the thing about doing what I do. We always have free will. So I can tell you about what's in front of you based on the decisions you've made so far. But this M person, everything about this person is it's almost like it's a fork in the road. And you're the one who's going to decide which path you want to take with this person. I feel like this person is going to show up again. But you're going to decide whether or not you want to proceed with this person or not. It's going to be up to you. I feel like this person has grown and changed. I also feel like they may be dealing with some heartache when you, when you are encountering each other. And I don't know if this person is going to be ready to move forward with you in the way that you want to. Again, it's your choice. We always have free will. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's, it will be up to you. I totally resonated with what you said. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity and all the best. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Um, Rebecca, we've got about 26 minutes left. We're going to get to our next caller. Her name is Stacy, and Stacy's calling tonight about money. Stacy, go ahead, please. Hello. Stacy, are you there? We might be on mute for Stacy, so I'm going to put Stacy on hold. Okay, Kara is next, and Kara is calling about love. Kara, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Hi, Rebecca. Hi, Kara. Okay, is there somebody Hi. in your life right now, or are you looking for someone or hoping uh, someone will find you? <laughs> yeah, all of those. Okay, so is there somebody in your life right now that you are hoping for a relationship um, there is somebody, but I'm not sure about him. Okay. What's at this the first moment? Name? What's, what's the uh, first Matthew. name? Matthew. Okay. Hang on one second here. Thank you. So, so Matthew's really stubborn. And so the image that I see is it's like he's, he's standing solidly, firmly where he is like cement. And you're kind of trying to get his attention. You're kind of trying to, to, you're kind of hoping that he'll move in the direction that you want him to move, but he's really not budging. Okay. And so the thing is, it's like, first of all, you need to know that it's not a reflection of you. This has nothing to do with you. This is where he is in his life. And part of this is he is kind of in this fear place with everything that's going on in the world. I feel like he's very protective of finances, and he's very worried about everything right now, okay, which is understandable. We all have some level of fear based on what's happening in the world. But he doesn't feel like he can extend himself out of where he is at all. Yeah. So you're wanting to kind of – it's like you want to dance with him, and he's got cement on his shoes. 
Like his, his shoes are cement. He can't move. Yeah. And so, so the thing is, you have to decide, you know, the music's only going to play for so long. Do you want to find another dance partner? Or do you want to miss yeah, out on the whole dance because he can't? Yeah. So, so that's the thing. He may come back around, but right now it's not finding for him. No, that's fine. Okay. I'm not really so, feeling him right. Okay. So that being said, I'm actually hearing an S name, S like Steve. Um, and okay. Steve is fun-loving. Steve is somebody who will be like, come on, let's go do this. And you're like, okay, wait. It's like you're the one who's going to be saying, okay, wait, this might be a little fast for me. You're not used to that. Um, okay. But just take your time. He's fun-loving. I don't know if this is the person that you're going to want to actually get into a deep relationship with. But you know what? It'll be great for you to get to have some fun. It's been a while. So at least yeah. take the opportunity to have some fun and see what you want. It's almost like, okay, I'm going to try a new restaurant I've wanted to try. I don't know what the food tastes like, but I'm going to try it. And so that's what I feel like Steve is showing you. He's showing you that there's an opportunity to do things differently, that people can show up in a new and better way for you and the way that you want them to. Whether or not this yeah. becomes a deep relationship, I feel like you will be friends no matter what. And you'll get to decide whether or not you want this to become something other than the friendship thing. He's pretty open. So, you know, so it's like you can have candid conversations with him where he won't take it personally. He's very healthy in that way. So it's like there are definitely new doors opening for you. And, you know, again, like I said to the previous callers, get clear about what it is you want this relationship to look like and what do you want it to feel like. I'm feeling like I'm going through a really weird phase in my life. Nothing to do with like COVID or anything, but I'm just like, I'm not feeling it that much. Like, and you know what? That's okay. You get yeah. to just love you. You don't have to be in partnership. We have to first be our own perfect partner because if we don't get to know ourselves and what we want and how to love ourselves, we can't help anyone learn how to love us. So there's nothing wrong with you just wanting to get comfortable with yourself. You know, there's, there've been a couple of times in my life where I have reevaluated, do I even really like the food I'm eating right now? Does this even feel good to my body? And when I said that to a couple of my friends, they're like, what, really? And I'm like, yeah, because you know, I go on automatic pilot. I've had, you know, and I'm very different now than I was like in my twenties and even in my thirties. But um, I would go on automatic pilot of just going along with whoever was doing whatever. And it was like, oh, just bring me whatever. And it's like now I'm like, no, you know, I'd rather go order the food that I want with this on the side and that charboiled and whatever that is versus, oh, just bring me whatever. Because I get to actually decide what I want for myself. So give yourself an opportunity to rediscover what you like. Get really mindful and present. You know, and start with food. Ta- really taste your food and see if you really like what you're eating. See if it feels good in your body. See if you like the fragrance of the soap that you're using. Start asking yourself those questions. And if there are things that you're using that you don't really like or you don't love, get rid of them. You know, start creating yeah, I feel like a I'm life around you that. that you love. I'm sorry? You yeah. feel like what? Yeah, I feel like I'm already doing that. Yeah, okay, I'm good. just wondering. Yeah. Thank you. That's wonderful. Yeah, give yourself permission yeah. to love you. Yeah, maybe that's what this is about for me right now. Yeah. Like, I'm not even interested in Matthew. Like, I don't even want to talk to him. I 
never felt this way before. That's okay. You don't have to right now. Okay. Give yourself permission. Just love you. It's okay. Okay, thank anyway, you. Anyway, let, let us know how you're doing, okay? Will you check back in yeah. at the future show and just let us know how you're doing? Okay. Definitely. All right. Thank you. All right. All the best. Thanks, Thanks for calling in. Thank you, Cara. Have a good night. Our next caller is Kimberly, and Kimberly is calling about her career. Kimberly, welcome to the show. Go ahead, please. Thank you. Hi, Kimberly. Hi. Okay. So do you have a specific question? Are you thinking of changing careers or, you know, do you have a specific question? Um, yeah, I would, I would love to change careers or maybe get into a job where I'm, you know, maybe teaching one-on-one or coaching one-on-one. Um, okay. I would love to do okay. that. Okay. Yeah. Cause you know, cause here's the thing. It's like you, you, where you are is okay. But it's not, it doesn't really feed your soul anymore. I feel like it did at the beginning, but it doesn't anymore. Um, Right. And you are somebody, like you have a unique ability to to see what somebody's good at that they don't recognize that they themselves are good at and encouraging people to kind of embrace those parts of themselves. I I do get that you've run into some pretty stubborn people, (laughs) but you do have this knack. And I know that you know it but I'm not sure that you've ever actually acknowledged it in yourself. And so that kind of coaching is invaluable to people where, you know, if you're talking to somebody and you say to them, wow, you know what? I see that you're doing these things, but you're really good at this other thing. Have you thought about this? And if you haven't thought about it, do you want to take the the things you're naturally good at and bring them into something else and, and evolve into that. You're really, really good at that. Um, okay, so hang on a second. Let me look at a timeline for you. Because I could see you doing your own kind of a business with this. Um, let's see here. I mean, I see that you could start this as early as March of this year. Um, it's one of those things where, you know, March feels significant and then August also feels significant. So it may be that you start with a couple of people in March and maybe it's even some friends that you kind of help to, to see if you can figure out kind of how to, how to get through the steps and all of that. Um, but I could absolutely see you changing careers in August and September and actually starting this as a business for yourself. So it's about getting from here to there and, and determining what really works and how you want to approach this. But I, I definitely see that you could be successful with this. Okay. Okay. Yeah, be, be patient, though, because, you know, how do I put this? You're an efficiency expert. <laughs> and so <laughs> it's like you're and, – and you start to get impatient with other people because, seeing, you know, you're somebody who walks in the room, you can do the initial assessment in, like, 30 seconds – and know where everything should be and what should be done to fix whatever the challenge is. And it takes everybody else a lot longer than that. And I know that over the years you've, you've learned to be patient with people because you know that their brains don't work as fast as you do, yours does, and they're not as intuitive about such things as you are. But it's like with this COVID thing, it's like the endlessness of this is getting to you. So I really want to strongly suggest that you work on doing the breathing, bringing yourself back to the present, and just taking a breath. And so right now, your biggest lesson, your biggest task 
to learn is to come back and be present because you're always thinking five steps ahead of everyone else around you. And so to not have things to plan five steps out all the time is really difficult for you. It's like, oh, my gosh, I have to sit still. I tie my hands up because I can't stop moving. So your lesson with all of this is to become a human being instead of a human doing. Does this make sense? I, I also yes. get that everybody in your family comes to you. Like you're the one that does everything for everybody. And so you're going to have to learn to say no thank you once in a while just so that you can have the time to detach and replenish your own energy. Okay? Right. I mean, it's something where normally I would suggest to somebody, go take a bubble bath, turn on the fan or turn on some music and, you know, so that you can ignore everybody else. Um, I don't feel like you're necessarily somebody who likes the bubble bathing, but find something where you can tune everything out for at least 30 minutes a day. Okay. 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 All okay. right. And then check back in with us. Let me know how you're doing. Okay. I will. Thank you, Rebecca. Okay. Thank you, Kimberly. All the best. All right. Okay, our next call is coming from Anne, and Anne is looking for an other side connection. Anne, go ahead, please. Hello. Hi. Okay, so what's the first name of the person that you'd like to connect with? I I didn't have it, one person. Oh, okay, so you're In just my, looking to connect yeah. with whoever? Yes. Okay, all right. So the very first thing that comes up is a grandparent, so hang on just a second here. Sure. So I want to say this is a female energy. Um, and it's, you know, she was somebody who was very precise. And it's like, okay, I'm going to tell you how to do this. She, was, she would speak in, almost in a methodical way when she was trying to teach something. Um, hang on just a second here. And I, I feel like you were really little. I want to say you were like three years old. So I don't, and I feel like this is more likely, well, no, I can't tell. I was going to say, I think this is more likely paternal, but I'm not sure, honestly. Um, but this is somebody who was very specific about how you do things. She herself had a very traumatic life, and there was a lot of abuse for her. So she was very precise because precision kept her from getting beaten. And so she wanted to instill that in the upcoming generations of females behind her because she learned that she didn't want anyone to, to, she didn't want her loved ones to risk being abused in any way. But that was always kind of her fear. That was where she came from. She was very loving, but she learned to kind of disconnect from the emotional stuff because that wasn't safe for her when she was growing up. And so, you know, if she, if she was talking to you or if she was talking to someone else, she was always very precise when she was teaching something. Because if you weren't precise, you could get in trouble and you could get, you know, for her, she could get hurt. Um, I want to say, I'm, I'm hearing the name Helen or an H name. Um, and I don't know if this is her or not. I, I actually want to say this feels like it might be her sister. I don't feel like this is her name, but, it's, I, but I'm getting an H name. And the H name is like, hey, I want to come in and say hi. I want to come in and say hi. <laughs> and, and so this person's very gregarious and always tried to make light of everything and wasn't always aware of, like, what's really happening in the room, just kind of was very 
I want to say almost, uh, oh gosh, flighty is, is not a kind word, but it's, it's, it's not like she was just kind of not real smart, but she was fun loving and she always tried to make light of everything. She just wanted everything to feel light and fun because the heaviness was always there and she just learned to ignore it. So Anyway, that's, uh, that's Helen or the H name. And then, like I said, the other one feels like a grandmother kind of energy. Um, you know, I get the impression that you, you actually get visits a lot. Um, try to let go of your attachment to what you think that should look like. Because I almost feel like there's an expectation about what you think that's going to look or feel like. You know, know that whenever you have a dream about somebody who's passed, it is a visit. That's why it's so vivid. Um, and you do have yeah, angels I get, around I you get a all romance, the time. Actually, I oh, get, good. I get okay, smell. that's good. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like you are very connected, but there are times yeah. when you know. But I feel like there's almost an expectation. Let go of what you think that should look like. The reason that you're getting that oh. message to let go of what that looks like is because you are so intuitive and you need to start really trusting it. I think that you're starting to step into that role, but your intuition is really strong. So start trusting it, no matter what anybody else thinks. Keep coming back to your own gut. You've got very strong intuition. Um, last so, night, actually, I have a, I have a statue of... Um, you know, what is her name? Goddess of Compassion, um, Juan Kin. Yan- Juan Yin, uh-huh, Juan Yin. Juan Yin, I always say it backwards. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's okay. And um, middle of the night, I heard a big crash in my room, and I thought it was a book, but I couldn't see anything. But now this morning I saw it was just weird that happened at like 2 in the morning. So when something like that happens, I think, Oh, somebody was, you know, it's a presence or somebody was here, but I don't get further than that of the message or the who it was. Yeah, and see, what I get the message is it's time for you to trust your own intuition and your own compassion and to have compassion for yourself because you're always willing to have compassion for others, but you've had a series of events that have caused you to kind of stop trusting people. And so it's time for you to go into that trust of yourself. And through that, you'll have the discernment that you need to trust other people. So this is, it's like you can do this yourself. You're looking to other people to give you the guidance. You're going to have the angel guidance anyway. But instead of looking for confirmation from them first, you have to start trusting it from inside yourself. And you're doing it. You are on your path. You're doing a good job. You just have to trust it. Okay. Come on in, the water's that, fine. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for the show. Thanks for the reading. Oh, no, thank you. Thanks for calling in. Take good care. <laughs> thank you, Anne. And our next call is coming from Suzanne, and Suzanne is calling about work. Suzanne, welcome. Okay. Go ahead, please. Oh, hi. Thanks for taking my phone call. Um, I'm currently working part-time, but I put some resumes and things out for full-time, and I'm hoping I get something for January. And just what do you see? Okay. So the very first thing is, you know, I feel like February is more likely than January, but take a deep breath. The other thing is, um, are you, are you doing some kind of care for people? Is this a, 
some kind of health care? No, no, not health care. Okay, okay, good. Because it, it's, um, it's interesting because I, I keep getting, like, this feeling of some type of health care, caring for people, um, and I get a heaviness around this. So my impression is that maybe you've already done this, or maybe you did do no, this. Never, I haven't done health care, no. No. Okay, I don't mean as a career, but I mean even taking care of somebody in your own home, something where you've been providing care for someone. Uh, no. no. Okay. All right. Well, uh, for whatever reason, I'm just going to tell you what's coming up, and so you can take this with you because it, it may be something that comes up in the near future, but it feels like it's right now or just happened already. Um, in the conscious field, there is no time. So I just I just want to acknowledge that um, you know, there's a heaviness around loss, and so I don't know. I don't know when this is from, but I just want to acknowledge that for you that when you're when you are ready to allow yourself to release that. Okay. Um, as far as the work situation, again, I'm hearing February for you. Um, let's see here, and. Actually, so February is kind of like you get your foot in the door. March is when things are going to take off in the way that you want them to. Okay? So it's, it's almost like you might get hired for a part-time job in February, but by March something opens up and you get to work as much oh, as no, you want. Oh, no, I already work to... part-time, so I can't take another part-time job. Okay. Well, I... again, this – okay, but there is a new opportunity for you in February, and I feel like by March – March is when things move into being what you want them to be. So this could be a lateral transfer. It could be a, a different place. But, but I see you getting what you want in March. So things start moving in a very big way in March for you, but not before that. So um, try to sit tight. This is going to be a situation where you're really happy and you're, really, you're, you're comfortable, you're happy. It's, it's, there's joy for you with this about what's happening for you in March. So it could even be that you get some kind of promotion that you've wanted, or maybe it's more money than you expected, but it feels good all the way around, okay? But there is a change somehow in February, and then March is, is exactly what you want and even better. So, what, you, know, you know, keep me posted and let me know uh, that March feels really, really good for you. All right, thank you. Okay, thank thanks so much for calling in. Thanks, Suzanne. Um, our next caller is going to be, where did we go? I just lost her. Um, okay, we're going to do this blind. Um, and I don't mean like literally, but here we go. Caller 856, I don't know your name or the topic, but welcome to the show. You're live with Rebecca. Go ahead, please. Hi, how are you? It's Bria. Um, I think you were thinking about me because I just lost somebody in uh, okay. home care, whatever, however you said it. <laughs> That was me. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, hi, Green. Thank you. And I'm sorry. And it's, well, that does happen, I have to say. Um, well, I'm, I'm, I am very sorry. And I, I know that you have always kind of had the attitude that this can happen. Um, right. And so that's beautiful. And you, I know that you actually feel like it's a privilege to help people transition, but it doesn't make it easy. And, and, and so it's like you look at it as a privilege, but at the same time, you know, it's, it's like your feelings about kind of ex- witnessing the two worlds is, uh, it, it's, it's not uncomfortable, but it feels a little weird. Is that a good way to describe it? Yeah. You? Um, but it's beautiful. 
It's absolutely beautiful, and it's lovely the way that you show up for people. I just want you to know that the families of the people that you help, are they love you. So if you don't know that, I just want you to know that, they, because you are so kind and so compassionate, and you treat everybody as if they are your own relatives. So I just want to take my hat off to you. That, that's absolutely beautiful. Your compassion is amazing, just amazing. Um, did, did you want to ask me something specific? <laughs> uh, whatever's coming up for the positive, I have like a, how you put it, like a rocky kind of a start with my house here. Like how do you ever say or relationship, whatever's coming up to you, that's easiest. Okay. All right. What's the name of the person? First name? Uh, Ralph. Okay. So Ralph, you know, when Ralph gets scared about anything, um, it it becomes expressed in anger. Right. So instead of being able to say this is this is frustrating or I'm afraid of this, um, he he exhibits it as exasperation and anger. And so, you know, that doesn't make it easier to deal with, but at least it kind of helps you understand it. So one of the things that is important is that if you see that he's getting upset, just is to just acknowledge, I can see that you're really upset. Maybe we can talk about this a little bit later on when you're not feeling so upset. Um, that would be a different way that he will initially be resistant to. But if you present it in such a way where you're saying, look, I, I can see that you're upset. What, what would you like? What do you need right now to, to be able to feel a little bit more calm and peaceful? And then we can talk later. But what do you, what do you want from me? Because basically you can excuse yourself anyway. But it's like, look, if there's a game on and you want to watch football, go do that until you're, if you calm down and then we can talk. Um, but I respect that you're not in a space where we should have a conversation right now. Does this all make sense? Because yeah. it's, it's, but he wants to feel heard. So if you're, if you're doing it in a respectful way, you're respecting yourself as well because you're removing yourself from having angry words sent in your direction. But if you're saying, look, you know, I can see that you're upset. I'm sorry that you're upset. Um, and you're offering that as compassion, by the way. And then just, you know, what would you like to do for a few minutes that will help you feel better? And I'll go do something else, and then maybe we can talk later when you're not feeling so upset. So you give him the opportunity to kind of go do what he wants to calm himself down. You're treating him as if he is an, is an emotionally mature adult, and you're giving him the opportunity to, to solve the problem so that he can actually talk to you in a, in a reasonable conversation. So it'll take some practice. He does love you, but he's scared, and he does not know how to express that. So right now, this whole COVID thing, he is so far out of his comfort zone, and he feels like he's supposed to be the big man, and he doesn't know what to do about it. So that's why it is this way. Um, my impression is that I'm hearing the number seven. I don't know if that's seven months, the month of July. I actually hear more likely September. Um, but you'll have some clarity about this relationship moving forward, and I feel like you'll make some decisions about it. I'm hearing by September about whether or not you stay or, or how you want to try to navigate moving forward with this. But and there Rebecca, are some decisions that you'll need to make. Yeah, right now we're getting to the end of the show. <laughs> we're, yeah, end of time. So go ahead. Uh, Rosemary, thank you very much for your call, and we hope to hear from you soon. Well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in left. tonight. 
Okay, we'll be back again next Sunday night, 8 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, if you want to contact me directly, it's IamRebecca.com or RebeccaFisk.com. Also, search for Blonde Jesus or Rated G Radio and or Stephanie Gerard Psychic. She's one of my colleagues, and she's amazing as well. And otherwise, have a great weekend. I'll see you next Sunday night at 8 o'clock. All the best. Take good care.